Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Ladies and gentlemen, cool cats and kittens, gerbils, ferrets, and hey, your crazy Aunt Linda. It's another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon, and I'm thrilled to be here. You know, I decided for this episode, I wanted to switch things up a little bit. I'm going to get back to the voicemail soon. And I felt like something had really been weighing on my heart, physically, metaphorically, emotionally, spiritually. You know, I'm in this little uh, text group right now with my girlfriends from my group, Pie Kappa Pasta. If you didn't know, we all went on a little trip together. There's some dear friends of mine. And, uh, you know, I get, I hear my phone, bring, bring, ting, 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 blowing up all day. And sometimes I can't catch up to all the messages because, you know, I'm trying to do mouth to mouth with my new puppy out there going for a slow jog. And when I say slow jog, I mean, I'm just really doing zoomies in the backyard with a popsicle in my hand. You know what I'm saying? Let's be honest about that. This whole quarantine life, I've just been doing zoomies like a fucking shih tzu, just zooming. You don't know what zoomies are. It's when a dog just goes 100 miles an hour in a circle. You know, they might like go up on the couch, down off the couch, under the coffee table and just do a circuit. Kind of like a Formula F1 situation. Side note, real quick. If you're not watching F1, the Formula One series on Netflix, listen, you don't need to know about the fucking sport. You don't need to care about the sport. It's an interesting documentary, but all of the men are fucking smoking fire hot. I'm talking row meow. I would literally... If one of them like was into cats, I would rub my body down in peanut butter, then roll around in cat litter and show up at their house and see if they wanted to, I don't know, pee on me. You know what I mean? That's how aggressively hot these guys in F1 are. But back to me doing zoomies. So long story short, oh shit, speaking of cats, I'm not even kidding you. Alive literally popped out of nowhere. I'm uh, recording this in my mom's office right now. Delta, my kitty cat just popped up out of a chair, scared the shit out of me. You know, that's why I've always related to cats, though, because I feel like I'm a little stealth. You know what always pissed me off growing up? You'd always have some, like, cunty bitch from high school. It's like, Heather's loud. No, there's a difference between loud and entertaining. I'd like to say that I'm entertaining. You just saying that I'm loud because I have a bold presence? Hey, Stephanie, come up with something interesting to say. You Scorpio? I'm kidding. I, I like Scorpios. I just... Stephanie was always a bitch. Anyways, wow, really got off track here. Back to my pie cap of pasta girls. So I hear my phone, ding, ding, ring, ring, ching, ching. And I pick it up. And these girls are just spilling 
the friggin' tea on what has been going on with their quarantine online dating. Now, most of the girls in the group are single, couple Buddha, and I am just sheerly, like I am just, I'm overwhelmed. I was appalled at the text messages that I was reading from my friends of what has been going up while we have been locked up raw. MSNBC style, locked up. Now they're still out there. And and I've said this before, you know, you got to be aggressive with the dating. You got to get out there. Let the people know what you want. Speak it into existence. But this really just tickled my pickle. Okay, now I'm not going to tell you, you know, who got what. But this is a text message that one of my girlfriends sent me from a guy online. She said, a guy just asked me in in an app, on a scale of one to 10, how much of an 11 are you to see my dick? Oh, wow. Okay. That's, you know what? This could go two ways. Either one, I got to see it. Maybe I'm at a 15. I don't know. Maybe I'm itching. And my girlfriend, let's just call her, let's call her Michelle, because Michelle's the name of my producer. Let's call her Michelle. Michelle, her response was, I'm at a, you know, I'm at a one. I'm good. It's a Tuesday. It's 11 a.m. I didn't wake up just horn dog and revving to go. This is your introduction. The text messages from these girls just gets crazier and crazier. You know, it's like these guys are losing their mind. And I don't know if it's because usually in the dating app, seeing these guys, you know, they swipe for a couple of days and then they're like ready to stick their pig in a blanket. But what I decided was I've got a dear friend who I've rekindled with. I've talked about him on the podcast before, my buddy Tommy. I really think he's an amazing guy. And I think we need to, uh, in, in this day and age, celebrate really good, strong, wonderful men that we have in our lives. And he's a dear friend. And he's a, now a dear friend of Jeff's and, and a lot of my other friends and family. And I wanted to hear, because I only hear from the girl's perspective. So I said, I want to hear from the man's perspective what's been going on. Now, I just feel like we need to see devil's advocate, see both sides of the coin. So I'm about to bring Tommy in here in just a minute via Zoom. I hope the sound quality is okay, but I feel like this is a necessary evil because, you know, he and I have gotten together and had some cocktails before and he's told me crazy fucking stories about, you know, what's been going on when he does the online dating or even in-person dating when he gets set up. And I feel like where's the disconnect? So I'm going to get one of my girlfriends, maybe, you know, I I try and get these fucking people who are a little bit well-known in the sense that, you know, I'm hoping I'll get one of my single friends to, no, fuck that. They don't even need to be a well-known, but, you know, I'm hoping I'll get somebody on here to spill the tea and really be a whistleblower on it. But a lot of women at the end of the day are like, listen, I got to, you know, I got to keep a low profile because I got to still make sure that these fuckers are sending me text messages like, hey, on a scale of one to 11. Do you want to see my grundle? No, Mark. No, I don't want to see it. So I'm going to play devil's advocate today. And if you're, if you're booed up, you're married, you're in a relationship, I think you'll just find this. It's a lot of food for thought. I think this will bridge the gap for us, helping understand our single friends and what they go through and their frustration. Because I'm like, I got to walk 10 miles in my single friend's shoes. Because listen, I've said this before and I'll say it on the podcast, you know, God forbid something happens. I would have no fucking idea how to get back out there. You know, I get a Saudi sheik every now and then. Every 600 DM, it's a guy who I don't know if he has money or if he's just wearing the same outfit as the other guys. Be my bride, question mark. I'll send you photos of my dick. Be my bride, come to Saudi Arabia. You know, when I leave Jeff for a chic, what kind of oil money are we talking about? You know, is it like 15th generation? You're the third removed cousin and you only have 
really and truly maybe a Hummer. No, I'm not. I'm not going all the way over there and losing a lot of my rights as a woman. Chic, full oil money. Maybe I'm on a compound. We'll discuss it. You know, what's the kickback to Jeff? Can I still talk to him on WhatsApp? That's where I'm at. But anyway, so without further ado, I'm going to bring in my dear friend, Tommy. And ladies, I think what we should start doing, and if you've been to my shows, you know that I, I like to bring single guys out on stage and really kind of hear from both perspectives because I can't do my job unless I find some good quality guys. And this is my third grade boyfriend who I didn't know ever confirmed our love after I asked him to be my boyfriend, but I'm going to bring him out. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, Tommy Bardis. If you saw the other night, I literally was on the floor debilitated because I couldn't get up. I've thrown out my back. This is what happens when your girl tries to, I don't know, push it to the limit. But I've really learned at this day and age, I can't live with chronic pain. It's the absolute worst. I'm an 80-year-old woman. When my hip goes out, that's a wrap. The good thing is, though, I have found things that can help me get through my day. And one of them is a cryo-freeze CBD roll-on developed by Omax Health. This is a non-prescription triple action pain relief roll-on that is specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscles and joint flexibility. The best part is, you guys know I like to use things that are natural. It's 100% natural. It's CBD-powered remedy that works its magic, honestly, within 10 minutes. You roll this bad boy on, you feel a little tingle. Next thing you know, I just don't feel that aching, that burning, almost that dull sensation pain that I usually get when my piriformis is pinched and revving up. The cool thing is the relief lasts up to about eight hours and much longer, much longer than over-the-counter products. I'm not going to name names, but you know what I'm talking about. That shit doesn't work. Anyways, I've got a really cool gift for you guys, essentially, that if you want 20% off a full bottle of cryo-freeze CBD pain relief roll-on. Plus you get free shipping. Use this discount code. It's just absolutely. You can also apply it to any other product store-wide. Just check them out. Go to omaxhealth.com, enter code absolutely and get 20% off cryo-freeze and anything site-wide. Now back to the podcast. Okay, so I'm here live with the one and only, my third grade boyfriend, Tommy Bardis. This is a big deal. This is a really big deal that I'm bringing on the podcast because here's the deal. I feel like it's very intimidating when I talk about like finding love and all those things, especially on the podcast because a lot of women who follow me are single and they're always like, Heather, Heather, please hook me up, help me out. How do I find love? But really, I think because I have a female dominant audience, I need to actually hear from the male perspective. You know what I mean? I like bringing hot dick to them, essentially. So, Tommy, now that I've really built you up, how the hell you been, first and foremost? Wow. Wow. Very good. Thank you. I feel like you padded my stats without even saying it. This is great. Yeah. I mean, I, what an honor to be here. So exciting. Thank you for bringing me on. And I'm, I'm excited to help. Anytime. Now, here's the deal. I briefly mentioned you on my podcast after I got poisoned in Minneapolis. It wasn't your fault, but that is where you live. I hope that's okay that I said it. But I got a huge response. Like I was getting emails, personal DMs saying, listen, we need to know more about this Tommy guy. And I'm really curious because you're single, but I want to hear from a a man's perspective about dating in general so I can help my fellow single followers. But also I just want to find out what it's like being locked up raw, like having to date quarantine style. Right out of the gate, I'm going to ask you, have you been on any of these apps? Have you been chatting on the Bumbles? Like what's the vibe out there? Yes. Yes. My answer is yes. I, I have. Okay. It's been super interesting. So I was into it at the beginning and and definitely, you know, trying to figure out what to do with my time being in quarantine and obviously having way too much time. And it, it was 
positives to start, but there's just so many conversations. And you can tell that there's a lot of girls on there that aren't usually on there uh, because they're also in the same situation. So it's really unique. But maybe a lot of married women. Do you think there's some married women just sitting at home in a closet like, fuck this, if I have to look at my husband, Mark? Yeah, Peter. Exactly. Cool, cool, cool. It's definitely unique in the sense that, you know, you start conversations with people, but then you're like, okay, goodness, we have to be almost pen pals here until whenever. Here in Minnesota, they're supposedly supposed to keep it until June 1st. And so like, I'm all set. I'd rather meet them on Bumble like May 28th. I don't want to have a conversation for that long. I don't know if my brain can handle that. And obviously on Bumble, what's your sign, Tommy? I'm a Scorpio. Oh, yeah. Fully (laughs) makes sense. Now, Scorpios are great. All right. Now, I don't hold like carry too much weight in signs, but I do judge somebody very wholeheartedly when they tell me their sign. So if you're a Scorpio, yeah, you're one and done. You like to get to it. You know, do you fall in love fast? You know, it's happened. It's definitely happened. I get excited. I get really excited. Not going to lie. You know, if I feel like someone has really good energy and we connect, definitely get excited about it. I mean, I think I've, I wouldn't say become numb to that feeling just through time, but definitely I think I'm a little more cautious. And, and I've told you some stories, right. obviously, as to maybe why. I mean, I've said this before, like if Jeff got hit by a bus tomorrow, I'd be so terrified to go out into the dating world. A, because I feel like everybody has crabs. I don't even know if that's what people have these days, but I would just figure like, that's what, you know, I would end up with some guy who has crabs and then I just don't trust anyone. You know, he'd be like, I don't have HPV. I don't have herpes, but full crabs. And I'm like, God damn it. I knew it. They would find me. He was so perfect. Yeah. He was so perfect with the crabs. I don't even know how to navigate that world. Like how does one flirt online? Do you have, what's your, do you have a specific pickup line? Like what's the vibe? Okay. So here's where I'm definitely not good. So like if someone, if I'm attracted to their pictures or whatever it is, that's great, but I, I'm not like as excited as it would be in person, right? So for me, energy and, and meeting someone in person is just so different, right? And obviously, with right. profiles and whatnot, pictures are very different. So no, I, to answer your question, like I don't have a, you know, here's what I say. I'm basically just like, what's up? How you doing? Like, you know, if, if it naturally kind of progresses, nice you'll notice. Yeah, yeah. Usually I'll just be like, nice judge. What's your name? things like that. That's what I would like react to. Like if somebody slid in and they were like, so you do comedy, tell me a joke. I'd be like, fuck now. But if they were like <laughs> no nice chance. jugs, I would say, thank you for noticing and appreciating. I'd be in a weird spot. I shouldn't probably even be saying this because then somebody like a life insurance adjuster is going to think that I'm about to push Jeff in front of a bus to, you know, get a quick cash out. But I wouldn't even know what to do. Now, did you have women because on Bumble, they reach out to you first, right? They do. Yeah. Okay. Now, what do you, this may be a very broad topic and I don't mean to like put you on um, the spot, but I do mean to put you on the spot. What are the qualities that you're looking for in a new mate? Boy, so, okay. Yeah. Fair question. So it's, it's honestly, it's, I wouldn't say they're specific. So I think actually one of my biggest turnoffs as a man uh, before I meet someone or especially given like this whole scenario, you know, having to read someone's profile or whatever it is and and uh, is basically kind of just that shopping list that some people have. It's like, I couldn't really say exactly what I love about someone until I meet them and until I kind of figure out, right. you know, what's unique about them. I mean, some people just have a mix of, of qualities that you love and, and some things that you didn't know you loved and you kind of realized that with them. And so for me, I couldn't say there's like, one or two things. I think there's certain things that I'm attracted to, you know, physically right away. All right, well then... 
hit us with the attractive. I say that people have to be very specific. Now, yeah, like, I'll tell you right away. So for me, it's teeth and eyes, like smile and eyes. I think that just gives off the most genuine kind of vibe. I don't know how to explain that. It just kind of. So you're not trying to hit up any chicks with adult braces. No adult braces. Honestly, I'll take or... adult braces all day. I mean, I love the investment that they made <laughs> into themselves and I take, I like the confidence. So Yes, actually, I'm, I'm very much into adult braces. Feel free, bring that on all day. Plus, it's an investment for me because, listen, mm-hmm. in eight months, whenever it is that those things get perfect, I'm already going to be right there, right? So, I mean, yeah. I mean, all those other guys <laughs> With open arms, that, those braces up, not me. No, no chance. I love that you see it as an investment because I always said that like when Jeff and I met, it was like investing in a startup. Like I saw the potential in him. He saw the potential in me. We were children when we met. And then it was like, all right, I'm going to ride this out and see if you ever have any money making potential. (laughs) Thank God it's worked out. But I like that. You're like, if a bitch has braces, listen, that means she's investing in herself. You're all about self-care. And it's nice. It's also nice that you don't have to pick up the bill for the braces. You know, she's already done that down payment. Exactly, exactly. You know, you could mm-hmm. go along the same line and I don't, you know, mean to be vulgar in any way, but at the same time, like, you know, someone's already got fake cans. That's nice. You know, I'm not saying I want yeah. them or I need them, but like, I didn't have to buy them. Right. So that's, you know, exactly. someone else did that. I don't know who he was, but th- I mean, that's a, that's a great, whoever that was that invested that good for them. Thanks for the upgrade. <laughs> like, I always catch Jeff in that question. I'm like, Jeff, after I have kids or whatever, would you want me to get fake boobs? His answer is always like, whatever you want that's going to make you feel good about yourself. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> Jeff. He's like, no, really, Holler. Just don't touch your face is what he always tells me. And I've always known I had a great face, but then I'm wondering, he's like, whatever you do, don't touch your face. But I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. But I see, I see the, I see the crack there. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. He's going to say that, uh-huh. but he's going to pull 20 wigs out of the closet and every night he's going to make you wear a different one. <laughs> So he's fine not making you touch your face, but he's definitely going to turn you into someone else at some point there. But I mean, obviously I, exactly. I agree. He's very right. You shouldn't touch your face and you're great. And I think it is definitely mm-hmm. about that. It's it's all about what the woman wants. The, the confidence aspect of it is the sexiest, right. at least from a guy's perspective. Someone that is confident in who they are. I don't think anyone wants right. someone to go, you know, get work done. No one's super excited to be like, yeah, go, you know, plump your lips. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but like, I don't want to know about it. Right. Just go do it. If you're going to do it, do it. I like tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. I will say it is interesting. I've been on the TikToks recently and it's a lot of young kids. These girls, I don't know what filters are using. I don't know who they're going to see. These like 18 year old girls look like 75 year old women, like hot 75 year old women, but it's a lot. And so I can't gauge anybody's age. So I'm on the TikTok and I think I'm looking at somebody who's age appropriates profile. And then I realize she's like 14 and it really <laughs> fucking throws me off. And I feel sort of like a pedophile. I don't mean to, you know, have you ever been catfished online? Oh yes. Really bad one time. And you know what? It's completely my own fault. There were some definite signals. Like, so someone had reached out to me. This was probably I don't know, a year ago, I guess. And we had started a conversation on, I think it was Bumble or something like that. And, you know, we exchanged phone numbers and she apparently had just would live somewhere else, but was moving to where I was. And uh, right. we had sparked that up, blah, blah. She was really nice. She would call me on the phone. Like, but again, I've seen the show Catfish, like however many times, if you're saying you have never seen that, you're lying. Everyone's seen it. It's right. definitely just on TV. It's something to watch. But I 100% was that. And so I was like, oh, like we should, you know, you're going to be over here, you know, in this area. We should meet up, you know, oh, something happened, blah, blah. That went on for a month. 
not to say like that was the only person I was talking to at the time because we didn't really have anything super invested, but in time, uh, she kind of came out on her own, which was really nice and was like, here's who I am. And it, it was just really obviously bizarre. I felt, was it like a dude? You know, I kind of like, wish it was, or was I just... wish it was, it would have been way more fun, <laughs> but it wasn't. And I, it honestly just made me feel bad. You know, I, I, there was no, yeah, I just felt bad that she didn't feel comfortable in her own skin. That kind of bothered me for her. Right. That, that made me sad, I guess, more so than anything. I mean, uh, you can get mad at someone, but at the end of the day, there's an underlying issue with that. So yes, no, I definitely have just once, but I think I deserved it because there were so many things that, you know, I just didn't. There were so many red flags that you should have. So I'm the all time. Yeah. I don't see red flags very well. So you know that obviously. So yeah, we sent off the record. Like I attract crazies when it comes to friends. You know, I always end up with that one friend who ends up going to jail rehab and, and hey, no hate, no shade. But I always have that one friend. I think it's because I'm a very like sort of grounded person. I mean, I'm a fucking nut job, but I'm like, I say it like it is. So people I think who are a little nutty find that refreshing, but I always end up with a troublemaker is what I guess I should say. So you said kind of, you know, off camera, if you will, that sometimes you get attracted to the crazy. I do. There's something and it's not something again that I would ever put on a list of something that I desire at all. But I think right. when it just shows up, because you're always kind of waiting when you meet someone new, right? You're like, okay, seems nice. What's the catch? What's going on? Why is this right. person single? Blah, blah. Especially at, at our age, my age, I'm 33. There just always seems like there's got to be something. So when a red flag does come up and when it's really apparent and massive, sometimes for me, I'm like, I kind of love it. I kind of love it. It's weird. It's, you know, she's driving by my house. I hate it, but I love it. I like, you know what I right, mean? Right, I right, like her yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, definitely don't recommend that to anyone. Obviously, it's not something that will last long, but the excitement. It's a gentle stalker. It's a gent- I'm okay That's what with I call a gentle them. stalker. I really am. Yeah, I have a gentle stalker in my life. He's great. I've known him for like probably, I mean, as long as I've known Jeff, like 11 years now, text me on the regular, DMs me. <laughs> Jeff knows him well, <laughs> but he's like gentle. You know, let's just call him, I'll call him Mark. Jeff's like, oh, is that Mark? I'm like, yeah. Like he, he's not threatened by it because I think we know he's like a nice guy. But there are moments where I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. This is fucking weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I see him out a lot and it's it's weird when I see him, but it's just, he's a gentle, kind stalker. So I guess it's because I don't feel physically threatened. Like he's not going to put me in a body bag and throw me in the back of his trunk and, and I'll go missing. But there is an element of surprise there, which clearly- you're kind of into. And I had heard the rumor that men like a little bit of crazy. You I think know? that it's a real thing. I think guys would be lying that they wouldn't be attracted. To, I mean, you can't just say someone turned crazy overnight. There are mm-hmm. absolute indicators all throughout a relationship that would lead up to something like that. And some people, at least myself, talking for myself and people that I know, like kind of once it comes out, you're like, well, she's a little crazy, but I love her for this. You know what I mean? And so- Right. Uh, It's kind of this push and pull, give and take. It makes it fun. Not to say that, you know, obviously like a heavy amount of stalker or crazy is good, but I'll take a gentle crazy, maybe even a little moderate. Who knows? Sometimes extreme depending on my mood, but heavy stalker, no gentle stalker. Sure. I'm fine with that. So you would go anywhere from like, you called me, you FaceTimed me five times in the middle of the night to, you know, tied me up in my own garage, set my house on fire. Really? you run the gamut there. Yeah. So again, those are great scenarios. They both sound very exciting. <laughs> and so I'm not entirely sure how I'd feel in either of them. Right. So if I'm tied up in my garage, right. my house is on fire. I don't know. I mean, where is she? Is she going to save me at the last second? I would kind of love that, <laughs> you know? So I just, 
Okay, so you're in a role play. Right, right. right. Ladies, so check I mean, this I, out. I guess it's a role play I didn't even really realize I loved until now. So, you know, we're all finding out things about ourselves in quarantine. And I just feel like it's a very self reflective time. So, this is great that we're having this conversation because, you know, you're a single guy locked up raw, literally, just <laughs> trying to figure out what the new normal is and dating and like, Tommy, you know, a little backstory and I already told people this, but you and I like became fast friends again. We grew up together and I just think you're such a catch. And so I love hearing from your side of the story because we've talked like had drinks before and you've been like told me crazy stories, but I just find it very interesting because I only hear it from the women. And I think it's so imperative that we hear from the guy's side too. Now you said this, you're interested. You want a confident woman. You want somebody who is investing in themselves, but also just like you know, maybe a little crazy, might set your house on fire. What are the no-nos? Like, do you have a list? Like if you're swiping left or right on Bumble and you see like, is there a key word? Is there something like, I don't like people, if I were on Bumble and I saw like, um, you know, like rock climber, mountain climber, I'm not going to the fucking woods with you. I'm not going camping. We're not fucking doing it. I, that would immediately be like outdoorsy, bye. It's, you know, you know? That's now so you play funny. hockey, yeah, yeah. that's indoors. You know, it's, it's so funny because I, when anytime anyone asks me like, what do you love? And I, I always, for some reason say, I love hiking because it's like, I mean, <laughs> I've been hiking, loved it, had a great time. Would I do it ever again? No, you know, two to 10% chance that I would be like, Hey, it's Saturday. Let's go to the <laughs> mountains and let's hike 20 miles. Probably not. I'd probably rather sit on a patio, maybe get a nice workout in with you at some point. I definitely say that, uh, I love hiking, but and it's, believe me, I love the outdoors, love being outside, but uh, hiking has definitely never been a hobby of mine. Never has, but online, right. it's apparently been something that I've been doing my whole life. And I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. No, that makes sense. You know what it is? It's because I feel like there's so much pressure to like get out those bullet points. And if you don't say hiking, then people think, oh, he doesn't like outdoors. He might be like agoraphobic. If you don't leave your house, yeah. you know, it, you can go in a downward spiral of just judging someone. But that for me is a complete, if I see them in any, any sort of mountain boot, anything REI related, <laughs> I would be like, get the fuck out of here. Yes. Get the, I can't. Someone that just has pictures of them and waterfalls and like them and rocks. And yeah. I mean- yeah, I'm into people being their own person. That's awesome. But I definitely will let you continue to do that on your own. Right. Yeah. Right. I'll meet you at the same Regis for a drink at six yeah, o'clock. We'll have a great That's time how I there. Roll. I promise. We'll get a tan outside afterwards. It's going to be lovely. Now, I never understood too, like the hardcore Ironman athlete, the triad, like anybody who does an Ironman is just a glutton for punishment. I think they've got to be something really, truly, there's a there's a screw loose up there. And, you know, and I've, and I get in arguments with people who run these marathons. They're like, Heather, you never had like experienced a runner's high. I'm like, I'll get a fucking taco Chardonnay high. I'm not going to do 30 miles for pledge. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like, that's not a fucking part of it. Uh, it's definitely borderline so, sadistic. I agree. There's some pain uh, there that they really just love. I mean, I've always, it's funny because, you know, you always envision what you want to be like when you're older, even though we're now old. Right. And you think, oh, I, I would love to do this at some point in my life. It's something that I've always been like, I would love to run a marathon. I like to run occasionally. Like I do run. I ride the bike every day. But uh, right. I realize now that I probably won't ever run a marathon. Like I, I, I'm in shape. Right. Like at least I feel like I am. I agree with you. I, it's not, you know, to everyone that's out there that does that, I think that's amazing. It's really cool in the sense that that's something that you're, you're disciplined. You're so PC. 
you don't have to be PC on this podcast. There's women driving in their car right now and fabulous men. And they're literally like, yeah, fuck this. I hate running too. Like, let's just, it is what it is. No. And you're an active guy. You used to play hockey. Like, you know, you're in the hockey world. Like you're definitely an active guy. But if somebody like requires me, like there's some dudes are like, I require you to run a marathon with me. It's not going to fucking happen. No chance. Don't tell me what to do. Fuck that. No. No chance. Listen, I started playing golf with Jeff again, and it's already like a point of contempt in our relationship. <laughs> he's just like, oh, oh, you're better than I thought you'd be. And now he's like calling his coach secretly in the damn closet. And it's just like, we get it, Jeff. We get it. You're intimidated. It is what it is. Would you ever want to do a sport or like an activity with your lover? Like, what is something you'd want to do with them? Yeah. Uh, so that's funny. I've been thinking about that more and more. I love to play golf. I still play hockey just recreationally for fun. Uh, obviously that wouldn't be something that I think I would play with, you know, my significant other. I think golf would be a lot of fun to play. Yeah. I think that there's two sides of that, right? Because golfing is uh, a really good excuse to get out with your buddies for four hours and kind of get away from the house. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it would be a ton of fun to connect on that level uh, and be able to like be competitive with your significant other. Right. So right. there's days where I would say, absolutely not. I do not want to do that with you. And then there's other days where I think it would be a lot, a lot of fun. So I think golf, I, I don't know what else there would be for me personally. Like, I mean, do you tennis? Do you, do you, do you do the tennis? Yeah. I got a wooden racket in the garage. I'm not afraid to use it. So (laughs) no, literally me too. I went for a tennis lesson at the club. I showed up. I didn't realize it's like a 1920s badminton. It was (laughs) like, it was from like my dad's old office. It was like a decoration. And I just showed up. I was like, I got my racket. The tennis pro was like, what the fuck is this? Heather? I was like, I don't know. I don't know anything about tennis. Yeah. The only thing for tennis with me, if I'm playing with a significant other, they're just gonna have to deal with me being a net crasher. I'm a big time. I'm coming with the net hard and I'm not going to, you yeah. know, hold back on slamming it on you. Not saying I'm going to get many of those opportunities because I'm probably not the best tennis player. But when I do get mm-hmm. that chance, I'm not going to hold back. So, you know, if they're if they're okay with that, me crashing the net so hard, then I'm fine with it. But yeah, no, I do think that would be fun. It. I think kind of like the neighborhood type sports that you, as we get older, you know, kind of end up falling towards like Wait, listen, let's just call a spade a spade. we are country club kids that's what it is i thrive in that environment i like being drunk by 11 a.m <laughs> you know what i mean my goal is really truly just to drop the kids off at the pool at 8 a.m and then maybe play quote-unquote tennis or golf but really just sit in the ladies locker room and just bitch and complain about my entire family and then go back and you know have an uber driver pick them up at like 6 p.m after the swim meet yes that's my sounds, mom goal sounds great i'm not gonna lie Great. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think using those, you know, sports that are kind of included in like those country club memberships or neighborhoods or whatever it is as an excuse yeah. to hang out with yourself or even your significant other. And those are all <laughs> fun, you know, but I, I can't say I, I'm like craving to go play a bunch of sports with my significant other. I, I just am not. This is great. This is so great. You have no idea. This is this is truly filling you with so much joy because you're riding this fine line of like trying to be very positive and politically correct. But this I'm is not the at the same not time. Like, I think you I know, know that I know. I'm not that way. But at the same time, like I'm not like here to you know make people have a shitty day because they they love to run a marathon. You know what I mean? Like, do I love it? Absolutely. I am. Not. Yeah, that is my 100%. That is my job. <laughs> I clock in in the morning and I go, I got to tell these people who run Ironman. Yeah. Why? Why 172 miles? What are you proving? 
to anybody, to your shins that you're a son of a bitch. I don't yeah, get it. No one was okay. made for that. No one was made for no. that. Any other red flags that you see on like, okay, for me it would be, okay, if I saw somebody hiking, if I, you know, next to, like you said, the waterfalls, the outdoorsy, the REI, the granola, that's not going to be the man for me. I would personally be turned on to a lot of food picks. Are you at a barbecue festival? Are you at, you know, uh, a beer fest? I want to know that you're going to go out wine and dine and you're not going to judge me. You know, do you have any being active in that way? Love that. When someone's like, yeah, I'd love to get outside to a taco fest. I'm in. That Mm -hmm. sounds fun. I would love to. I will go to that. Yeah. So I think that's definitely attractive to me. You know, I I agree. I think what's just a fine line depending on like who the person is and like what their pictures look like. A lot of people, obviously, you can tell are like went and their friends took pictures of them all day. Like that. I don't love that. That's not exciting to me. Oh, yeah. like the curated yeah. kind of blogger photo. Like, okay, great. You want something more pictures for the last, like I only take so many pictures a year. Like I have to have been doing something. Right. Someone's like, Hey, let's take a group pic. I'm like, all right. Like I'll jump in that. You know what I mean? But by no means am I going down to the lake with my neighbor, Ted, who's going to take my picture <laughs> and we're going to be like, Hey, well, why don't we try it over by this, you know, this willow tree instead. Cause I think it brings out, you know, something in me, but I, I can't do that. But so when I see someone else that does I that, like, I respect that hustle, but I really, it's not my thing. No, that's fine. You don't want some curated blogger, like influencer. You want natural in their natural habitat. Yes. Also, you do know Ted is, is at home with those photos of you next to a willow tree, just jacking it. Without just a like, doubt. And I love like that. You that, are his that, dream that, man. That gentle stalker yeah. that I'm okay with. So <laughs> I'm fine with Ted doing that. As long as he like, occasionally lets me know he's doing it just in a subtle, you know, mm-hmm. conversation like, Oh, last night, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. I went through the Rolodex of photos of you next to the willow tree. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Okay. So this is good. You know, it's interesting, especially in like comedy, you ride that fine line of like, I say everything. I'm very vulnerable. Like I let people know what's up because that's my job. Yep. But I could only imagine like if I had to go back out in the dating scene and somebody looked at my Instagram, they'd be like, she's, she needs to be locked up, you know? So I think what is, is there an overshare moment in, in the bumbles? Like, is there, if it's like, okay, I'm a Pisces, you know, I love charcuterie and meat and cheese plate, but is there something where I could say like, I didn't pay my taxes last year? Like, is that a no, no? Like where, where is there an overshare? Yeah. I, where can you overshare too much? I, I would imagine the oversharing would be more on the guy's side than it would be the girl's side, unless it's in conversation okay. when it comes to profiles with, you know, girls and women and they tend to put out exactly what they want you to to see it's i wouldn't say there's anything for me that's like a major red flag when it comes to just the profile i i do read them actually i think a lot of people don't think that guys would read them i actually really enjoy reading them because you know it kind of gives you a little paints a little picture of that person so yeah there's certain things that would probably turn me off i can't think of it right off the top of my head but like just, like for example my Future Bumble profile, Pisces, comedian, gaping vagina. You know, so would you scroll all the way down to get to gaping vagina or yeah, I would 100% you would have already swiped? Right. Yeah, I would just say, I got to meet this girl. Absolutely. You know? See how gaping it is? Yeah, I mean, yeah, this yeah, just yeah. Seems cool, fun. cool, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Great. But see, then I would actually probably put that on my profile in hopes that somebody would be like, this bitch has to be funny. Or, you know, you would get a freak who'd be like, can I stick my fist up yeah, there? Yeah, I don't I'm think like, the game no, it's not really gaping. Me, but I think the actual willingness to say that, I would love that. I think blunt, okay. blunt <laughs> women to me is, are the best because it's like, you know what? They're not holding right. anything back. If they're going to have a red right. flag, they're going to let you know it right away. and You can decide if you like it or not. Mm-hmm. They don't give a shit. So I love that in the sense that blunt, just say it like it is. Just tell them what you want. Don't put a smile on your face if you don't want to. Just 
You know what I mean? That to me is right. No means no. Yeah, Still, right, yeah, no exactly. means no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Now, so when I'm on tour, I always bring an eligible bachelor out on, bring them out on every show. And it's been really wild. Like, obviously, when I can get back out and touring, you'll have to come to a show and see how it goes. And I would love to bring you out as one of my eligible bachelors. But it's wild what these guys say out loud. Like, I'll ask them, like, what is your ideal perfect first date? They just ha- are totally out of touch with reality. I had one guy who said, I literally in front of like 2000 women in a theater, he's like, I would take you somewhere, feed you a cheeseburger, watch you eat the cheeseburger, and then we'll see where the night goes. I'm like, that's a serial killer. Like you, like a <laughs> chubby chaser who wants to watch. on my house for the next month. Yes, exactly. So I'm I, really, the expectations are so low for whatever you're about to say, but what would be your perfect post-quarantine first date? Ooh. Say you connect with the lady, where are we going? What are we doing? Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, for me, I wouldn't mind just getting a little drunk on a patio with a stranger. That sounds fun to me. So hell just yeah. be like, you know what, let's go. I'll risk getting a little sick today. I mean, I'm not saying I want to get coronavirus, but at the same time, like if something's <laughs> right. opening up, like, not to say on George's level, like I'll wait, I'll wait a few weeks, but that hurts. Okay. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you guys deserve it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I think just like indulging in what we used to take advantage of every day, like just going out, getting hammered and enjoying a good meal and ordering <laughs> everything and maybe throwing up later on in the night, like yeah. from too much alcohol or too much food. I don't know. But uh, right. that sounds nice. And then getting tied up in your garage and having her burn down the house because she really roofied you, wasn't drinking the drinks at all, was like, I'm dead sober, you know. Oh, just wait for like, where, I'm going to be leaving those items around the house, like rope, you know, a little bit of oil, yeah. like, you know, just some gasoline, things like that, just to give them the idea of what I'm looking for when they get to my house. You know, and I like that. You're putting it right out there. I mean, you really don't know somebody till you know somebody. Now, just a little backstory. I... Before I met Jeff, I did online dating when I moved to New York. It's like what everybody did because I was like 22 or 23 and I wanted somebody a little bit older. I didn't want a 22 or 23 year old guy. So I went on match.com. My mom ran my account because I literally was like, I don't, I don't have time to do this. One, she set me up with a guy with no legs. No, hey, no shade to anybody who didn't have legs. But my mom didn't even like zoom in on the iPad to see that the guy was seated in a wheelchair and all the photos. I was like, mom, I can't date a guy with no legs in New York. It's just, and I, again, somebody's going to say I'm insensitive, but at the time I was like, this is going to be a lot. It's going to be tough it's to get around. Hard to get around. that I don't appreciate that. It's, yeah. it's going to be really tough to travel. Yeah, it's going to be very tough to travel. And New York's already a hard city. Like, I don't want to put that pressure on him to have to come in the city and take me out the whole day. Right, right. Then she sent me up with this other guy. Yeah, she basically looked for like hedge fund, trust fund guys, which I was like, whatever. I met a psycho. Long story short, woke up in a chocolate factory covered head to toe in baby oil. It's a whole thing. And so I had that like crazy fucking moment where you're like, this person is not who I thought they were. Wait, what? So. That happened to you? It's a so real story. Did you story. get a golden ticket before? Was that exciting to go there? Or was that just like, he yes. ended up there, I blacked out. He paid for dinner. I don't know. And like, I, I could have roofied myself. Like, I'm not going to like call victim on this, but it definitely was. It was like the third date too. And he lived in this old chocolate factory in the city. He lived in the chocolate factory? It was an old chocolate factory and he lived in it. Kind of awesome, and actually. Was, I actually randomly thought about this the other day. I was like, I wonder how he's doing. And I found him on Instagram. He's married to some like Russian model. Like, this guy is not. Are you kidding me? There's oh, someone that would show up and be like, you live in a chocolate factory? Cover me in oil. <laughs> I think that's how it would go for me. Man or woman that showed up. They're like, listen, you, here's the chocolate factory. I've got a bunch of oil. Why don't you just lay on your back? And I'd just be like, spread exactly. it on me. Yeah. So... <laughs> 
Well, the next morning when I woke up, I was like, okay, I need to go. And I literally slid out of the apartment. And then I went downstairs and there was a Popeye's below where he lived. And I, there was a cab driver. It was like 4 a.m. I was like, I, sir, I'll pay you $40 cash. Just take me home. And he was like, why are you so shiny? I was like, I don't know. Just take me home. <laughs> he lived in a so, chocolate factory above a Popeye's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't eaten Popeye's in a long time. I should have married I, him. I think it sounds unbelievable. It's a good sign. Yeah. So, so I understand the sense of like, you want a little crazy, a little fun, you know, maybe end up, you don't know where you woke up, but it is, it is a little wild. And I, this is very refreshing to hear what you have to say. Like, all right, these are the things that I like, you know, once we get let out of lockup, what are we going to do? We're just going to get drunk on a patio somewhere and I'll see you in the daylight. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I think that sounds like the most fun. I think. Have you ever walked out on a date? Have you ever been no, like mid date? No, no I would never I do like, that to someone. I can't. I know you're a nice guy. Well, no, I just not like. Yeah, I mean, I do think I'm nice, but at the same time, like, I would never make some. If I didn't enjoy their company to some degree, unless they did something absolutely awful, I could never just be like, "All right, bye. You pay for your own dinner." I mean, I'm always going to pay for the dinner, whatever date that is. I just, I don't know. Right. I just feel uncomfortable not, and then uh, I would never just not give them a reason. I would always be like, Hey, what's up? Like, ah, it was nice to meet you, but you know, I'm going to move on. I wouldn't just gas them like that. <laughs> Unless they showed up with like, you know, a, like a s- nice cardigan sweater with a swastika on it. Then I'd be like, you know what? I don't, Oh, I'm not, I'm not Tommy. Yeah, I, I would gotta... be like, Oh, sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for Peter, my neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ted. No, no, no. It's Ted. Ted, Ted your yeah, neighbor. Ted, my mm-hmm. neighbor. He's here to take pictures of me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing too. It's like, it's very easy to do a quick background check on anybody. Do you get on that Googler? Do you do a deep Google search? Yeah, I think usually- Everybody does, so it's fine. Yeah, I usually, I won't do it until probably like a third date type situation. I'll usually give people the benefit of the doubt until it gets to that point. I'm like, oh, I kind of like her. Maybe, maybe I'll see if she's killed anyone recently. Right. But I don't know. I mean, there's also times where I don't and I just kind of want to let life play out. You know, I, I feel like there's <laughs> a lot of shit that people have done that might show up on the internet that doesn't necessarily show who they are. I mean, it's good to know those red flags, but if I have a vibe for someone, I'm probably just going to let it ride out. And then that's exciting. Yeah, You'll look right? past a criminal record. I mean, especially if it's yeah, arson, because that plays right into my fantasy. So exactly. Yeah. There you go, yeah. Tommy. I won't keep you much longer. I just want to say, I think this is great. And honestly, like I just got so many girls who were like, need to know more about this, Tommy. Need to know more about this, Tommy. And I just feel like one of my, you know, I got to use my platform for good and not <laughs> evil. And if I can put what I think are great people out there and try and make a love connection somewhere. Um, one of my agents, he like, you know, met this wonderful woman and they are dating and I just, you know, it was through Instagram. So I, and not that there's pressure. I don't want you to feel like, okay, I got to, you know, it, it, and even if you're not on the hunt, but I feel like we've had conversations where you've said, Heather, I'm looking for somebody great. And I just think you're a great person. I like to encourage great people to have a platform. Oh, I love is that. what I'm trying to say, Tommy. Yeah, seriously. I no, I really appreciate that. That's great. I'm, I'm obviously just hanging out and I am excited if, if, you know, I mean, I've met some really great people and it, during quarantine, I've been talking to a couple of really nice people and, but yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I, I love this little love match you're trying to set up right now. And I accept. Do you have any other single guy friends? I do. Who'd be willing do. to like. Oh my okay, goodness. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I wouldn't send them your way unless I really thought they'd be a good fit. Okay, good. Guys, so who you're listening to right now, I've known Tommy since like the second grade. I was a good judge of character back then. I did ask you to be my boyfriend in the third grade because I'm a ballsy bitch. And then you never told me your answer. Oh yeah, it's yes. We're still dating. Yeah. 
So. Yeah. So technically we're still dating yeah. because you said when we like met back up a couple months ago, you're like, oh no, I told all my guy friends that I was your boyfriend, but then you never confirmed with me. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I, uh, I apologize for that, but I, it just, it, <laughs> been, actually, I'm, that's why I wanted to get on here. I wanted to say, you know, okay. yes. So, it's over. Yeah, it's done. So, I got you. Yeah, a we, we've technically been dating. You're gonna love it. Yeah. So you've heard it here first, ladies and you know, gentlemen, that we are officially broken up, and Tommy's ready to move on and find the real love of his life. Yeah. Because he's drugged me along for 33 years. You fucker. It's it's been a tough long road for us. So it really has. But here we are. And um, Tommy, thank you for coming on the podcast. Do you want to tell people? You don't, also, I can cut this out if you don't want to. Do you want to tell people your Instagram? Do you want, how do you want people to find you? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, do you want them to like, care. dear sure. diary, do you have a PO box? Like, do you want love letters? Like, where are we going with this? I would prefer handwritten notes, but uh, yeah, no, Instagram's perfect. It's just Tommy underscore Lee, L-E-I-G-H-B. Uh, my middle name is Lee, spelled like a woman. Tommy <laughs> Lee B. Uh, that's where you can find me. Yeah. It's mainly just pictures. I have a four and a half year old son, so it's mainly just me and him. But uh, outside of that, yes, feel free. I love that. Well, you know, love is in the air, even if we can't leave our houses. All I'm saying is follow Tommy and sign his DMs. I've always said that women have to take the power back and just sign his DMs and strike up a conversation and maybe burn his house down. Why not? That's what he's into. Please do. All right, Tommy, you're the greatest. And now, you know, I'll let you get out of here. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Seriously, I'm loving it. I really appreciate it your show and stuff. It's fun. I just, it's so cool. Cause obviously you and I have known each other. For I, such a long time. I appreciate your cool. show and stuff. I Shut the fuck up. Really love on that note, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Great. Great. I'm kidding. It's great. You know I'm what? Kidding. Go fuck it. yourself. Love you. Mean it. Ladies sign those DMS. I loved this episode for so many reasons. I just feel like, you know, it's nice to get a dude on single dude, a dude from my past to really kind of break things down. You know, I think Tommy's just the best and I thought it was so adorable. He's like, he's such a funny guy. Ladies, if you do slide into his DMs, he really is truly like, he has one of the best senses of humor and I could tell that he was like being a little like reserved because he, I, he, I know he wants to be so respectful to my listeners, but he has such a wicked sense of humor. So if you like a funny guy, who's just a good guy. I don't know. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm fucking bored and I'm stirring the pot when it comes to love. Next week, I'm going to get back to the voicemails. Remember, you can always call into the absolutely not line. I want to hear, and if you've got some dating horror stories or some quarantine locked up raw stories, call into the hotline. I want to get into those next week and I want to see if I can be the matchmaker that I've always wanted to be. Y'all stay safe, stay home, stay woke, keep stirring the pot in your neighborhood but from a safe distance. I love you and I'll see you on the next episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. Ciao. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.